Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Matthew chapter 28 paints a picture of that day when they walk in to an empty tomb. Could you imagine at that very moment if we was to walk out after maybe burying a loved one and we walk out and we see that there's nothing but an empty casket? we would immediately think something's wrong here. Something's not right. But Jesus told them, you're going to destroy this temple and in three days I'll build it back. Go ahead and kill me because I'm coming back. You know, as the Jewish custom, when they would fold the cloth, it indicated the return. In tradition, when they were done, they would just crumble it up, throw it to the side. They were done. They weren't coming back. They were full. They had enough. As they walk into the tomb and they see a cloth, this is the exciting part, y'all, in case you didn't know. The cloth was folded. It wasn't wadded up and thrown to the side. Our king's coming back. We don't serve a dead king. I'm going to read the Scripture before I dive in this morning. Chapter 28, verses 5 and 6. Say simply this, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. (laughs) He's not there. And you know, at that very moment, as they're sitting there looking at an empty tomb and an angel looks at them and says, I know who you're looking for, and he ain't there. At that very moment, me being me, okay, think about that, and you being you, you would have clearly said, well, I can see that. It's empty. Right? Common sense. You can look into an empty room and see that it's empty. But it's what he says next. For He is risen, as He said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And all they find is a folded piece of linen. He says, you know what? Death couldn't hold me. Couldn't kill me. The grave couldn't hold me. But I'm coming back. And you know, throughout the years we have painted this picture of the return of Christ as a rescue mission. It has been painted as a a rescue mission, as a, a black op mission, if you will. Like He's coming back, and when He comes back, He's going to rescue us out of here. The, the, the evil in this world, it's not a rescue mission. He's coming back for a bride. One that is spotless. Listen to me, church. I'm not saying you're not going to mess up. I'm not saying you're not going to miss the mark. 
Because I guarantee you this morning, as soon as our feet hit the floor, we messed up somewhere along the way. I'm telling you this, we serve a king that is alive and well. Did you know every king throughout the history of the world that has died, they're still dead. They're still in a grave. They're not coming back. They haven't rose again on the third day. You know what else about those kings? They didn't heal the blind. They didn't raise the dead. Can I tell you something else about those kings? They didn't cleanse the leopard. They didn't cause the blind to see. They didn't open up the the sorry, the ears of the deaf. Those kings have nothing compared to King Jesus. Those kings didn't walk on water. Those kings wasn't born of a virgin birth. Those kings were not beaten for their people. They did not die for their people. Most of them were killed by their own people. Did you know that? You know what I find heartbreaking is every year at this time, this is why this is such an emotional day, and it should be for each and every one of us. It's it's a day of reckoning. Think about that for a moment. It's a day that throughout the United States, people who have not been to church in a year go back to church for the first time in a year. It's a time where, where people are heartbroken. They're hurting for only one day. Where's the conviction? Where's the heartbreak? Where's the burden? Where's the call to anguish? He did not come out of that tomb so we could sit back and be comfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something this morning. Hear me out for you put me out. Okay? If you're comfortable in church this morning, you're doing it wrong. Now, I'm not talking about as far as being in the pew and around the people. You should be comfortable in, in, in around your folks and, and love them and, and feel at home and feel welcomed. But if you come to church week after week and you leave this place and there's no conviction in your heart and all you have is a feel-good moment, something's wrong. I had a man tell me one time, he said, Preacher, if we leave church and there's not conviction there, there's not conviction, the man behind the pulpit failed. And I said, on the contrary, it's not the man behind the pulpit that failed. Your heart's not aligned with the Holy Spirit. has nothing to do with who's behind the pulpit. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you something, church, and I'm going to say this loud, and I want you to understand what I'm just going to tell you. No pastor, no man is a permanent fixture of any church. No man is a permanent fixture. Jesus said, hold on a minute. They're going to kill me. They're going to beat me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to pluck my beard out. They're going to nail me to a cross. They're going to shove a spear through my side because I love you. And I love you enough that I'm going to die. If it was just you on the face of this earth, I'm going to die just for you. 
And he hung there on Calvary's tree. Then they put him in a borrowed tomb. They took him, they took and laid him in that borrowed tomb, and on the third day, he was gone. And in those three days, he defeated hell, death, and the grave. And somewhere along the way, we find one time a year to be victorious in that one day. Do you know, I I, I even thought about it this morning as I got up and I was getting ready. I thought immediately, how many people are going to walk into church for the first time in a year? Where's the conviction? Where's the brokenness? Can I tell you where it's at? It's put away until next year. It's not important until next year. Do you know that He did not die on that cross? Was not placed in that tomb and rose on the third day so we could go to church once a year. Incorporated worship should be something that we do daily. Word tells us what? Where two or three are in the midst, I am there. We we should be able to, to worship daily. There is no in-between in how we should react to the Word of God. You either live for Him or you don't. You know, I've met people, and you have met people that you just admire, amen? You think a lot of. And you talk to them and you you learn them. You, You find out who they are. And when I say that, follow me here, You find out who they are. You find out their likes, their dislikes. You find out what drives them, what motivates them. Let me tell you this. If Jesus doesn't motivate you, if Jesus doesn't drive you, did you find that by the way? I seen you flipping. I I was wanting to see if you found something for me. If that's not what motivates you, don't get hear me out for you. Put me out now. You're doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. If if it's not the blood of the Lamb that drives us. Look, He did not go to Calvary. He did not go to Calvary so we could look good once a year. Did y'all know that? Ladies, I want to say something. Y'all look beautiful, by the way. Y'all look all of y'all look beautiful week after week. Amen? Men. Amen. Y'all don't leave me up here alone. But let me tell you something. You can you can fit I'm gonna get to the men in just a minute. Y'all hang tight with me, okay? You can fix your makeup, you can fix your hair, you can, you can paint your nails, you can buy a new dress, but I'm gonna tell you a secret. Sweetie, that ain't gonna get you into heaven. Men, you can buy a new tie. I see you back there, man. Looking sharp, boy. You can buy a new tie, a new shirt, a new suit, the nicest shoes, new socks, a brand new belt. Boy, you can look like you a multi-millionaire when you get into church. But let me tell you something, that ain't going to get you into heaven. Having a personal relationship with Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except for through me. And you know what's crazy 
uh, and I find odd about that one statement. Everybody wants to debate it. What's there to debate? Well, what he really means is, no, what he means is exactly what he said. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except through me. There's nothing debatable about that. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, if you take the Word of God literal, you will live in fear your entire life. I feel more free now than I ever have. He said what He said and He means what He means. He did not die on that cross and rise on the third day so we can think we know what He really means by what He really said. The Word of God is literal, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that? It means what it means and it says what it says. You can break it down. You can dissect it. You can go to the Greek Hebrew. And I want to tell you a secret. If you truly dive into the Greek Hebrew and the Scripture, it will blow your mind because some of the things that you find is this. It means what it means and it says what it says. He didn't die so we could second guess His Word. Last Last Wednesday night as we were studying in Revelation, I, I, I was listening to Mike and I looked down and I see something that jumped out at me and it said this, if you add to or take away, I will blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. I don't know about you, but that terrifies me. And it should you. Like to the point when you read this, you ought to say, okay, Before I quote this, I want to know exactly what it says. I want to know exactly what it is that I'm talking about because 1 Peter 3.15 says you better be ready to give an account of the hope of glory which is in you at all times. didn't say sometimes. Do you ever notice that? There's a lot of times. It says all times, but never sometimes. Have you ever found it amazing, David, that, that when you open up the Word of God and and the... Matthew chapter 28, and you read this, he says, He's not here, for He is risen. And they're looking, and, and, and you can just almost paint the picture in your mind that they're looking at Him dumbfounded. And He says, just come here and look for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to explain something to you this morning as real as I know how to. He didn't go to Calvary for nothing. Oh, I know, Brother Tom. He died so we could be forgiven, so we could be free, so so we could have redemption through the blood. It's just not that. You don't under you don't you don't get what I'm saying. It, it just wasn't so we could be free. It wasn't just for the salvation. It wasn't just so we could get to heaven. A lot of people have misconstrued that over time. Well, you know, Jesus died on the cross and he rose again on that third day so we could get to glory. No, that's not the only reason He died on that cross. So we could know Him. We could have a personal relationship with Him. I'm going to challenge you something. If anybody can take this Bible and show me anywhere from Genesis to Revelation, I'm being serious, from Genesis to Revelation, and can point out one time throughout this Scripture where he said, I don't want to know you. You don't need to know me. Just know that everything's going to be okay. If you can find that Scripture, 
I will write you a $100 check today. And guess what? That's a check I won't never have to write. Because he says, I want to know you. I want you to know me. I want to have a relationship with you. I hear Bible pages turning. You ain't going to find it. Calm down. (laughs) I look back and Rosie's like, give me that Bible. (laughs) Let me tell you a secret, y'all. Seriously. doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. He wants to know you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. I don't care how long you've been in church. Listen to me. Saints of the church, I'm going to start with you. I'm getting ready to close. Saints, I want you to listen. I want you to listen good. I don't care how long you've been in church. How long your name's been on the roll. I don't care how many songs you know by heart. I don't care. And look, I, I, I say that with all tenderness, I promise, and love. I do not care how much money you saved when you retired. I don't care about your eternity. Young people, listen to me. And when I say young, I'm talking about young adults. Some of y'all still identify as a young adult. Amen? Listen to me. I don't care how many times a week you come to church. If you don't know Him, it's worthless. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, it's worthless. He didn't die so you could just come to church. I don't care how many how many times you sit down and you read the little devotional on your phone if you don't know Him. It's worthless. You say, well, Tom, that's planting seed. It is, but if that seed's being planted and the weeds are coming up and choking it out, what good is it? Amen? Kids, look at me. I'm being serious when I say this. I don't care how many friends you have. I don't care how many people like your your Instagram stories, your Snapchat followers, your TikTok followers, and all that. It doesn't matter. Because if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, and I'm going to be more blunt and honest with you as children, hear this. Parents, if this upsets you, I'll pray for you. But if something happens and you leave this place and you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and God forbid, God forbid, today be your last day and you don't know Him, there's no hope in eternity. Don't leave this place without knowing Him this morning. Amen? Parents, amen? Dads, listen to me. If the only time you want to teach your kids or your lead your family, hear me out before you put me out. I know y'all packing. If the only time you want to lead your family is on Easter, we're doing it wrong. Heard how I said that? We're doing it wrong. We. Moms, if the only time you're praying over your kids is when they go to bed. You're doing it wrong. 
I remember my dad's wife, my stepmother, she would she would come in and I'll never forget it. And y'all, y'all know my story as much as I hated Christians. She would stand at the door. The door would be shut and you could hear her praying over us. Over me and my stepbrother. Made me so mad. Because I'm thinking, I'm trying to go to sleep and she's out here rambling to somebody that ain't even listening in the first place. You know what really got me is months and weeks went by after I gave my life to Jesus and I realized she wasn't talking to just nothing. She was talking to the one who changed the whole world. Church, listen to me. If we're not broken for the lost, if we're not broken for those that that have never accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, listen to me. We as a church are failing our community. He didn't go to that cross and rise on the third day so a select few could go to church once a year. Y'all okay out there? Will you play softly, please? I want you to stand with me this morning. I want you to know that I love you. And I thank God for you. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior. And without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.